0: Yes, from the Bible. Don't worry, we're going to get to that. But I'm going to use as a launching pad the two pieces of art, one at each end of the room. And uh, the reason I'm talking about that, those today, is because I did them. And thank you very much. Thank you very much. And the thinking behind it was that when we and we, we said this even before we left for KMC, I didn't want people to come back in the room and it look exactly the same. Uh, you know, after we've been out of the room, we've had a great experience. I just didn't want everything to look the same. So I wanted something that was going to draw your eye and, and just look a little bit different in the context of the room. That was the thinking behind it. Um, now, if I'd have had my way... No one would have known that I'd done them. That was the original thinking. It was the original plan. I didn't want anybody, I just wanted them to be there. I didn't want anyone to know that I'd done them. Uh, It was a a, a failed plan from the start because I was getting, people were saying, people were asking who'd done it, who'd done it, who'd done it, and no one, people were feeling awkward, and so should I say, shouldn't I say, so we got rid of the awkwardness Uh, Now, and I I, I need you to understand something, Um, that the reason I didn't want anyone to know I'd done them wasn't because I was being humble, it was because I was hiding. I was hiding. It was was like, I'm more comfortable if I stay hidden than I am if it's known that I've done them, and the Lord has challenged me that... The most humble thing I can do is to stand up before you today, own them, acknowledge them, tell you that I did them, and talk to you a little bit about the heart, because there is um, some meaning behind both pictures. Now, I know a big welcome to everyone down in our overflow, uh, and we've got a bit of a challenge, so we're going to have to assure the cameraman to help us. Uh, But you're probably, if you're going to see the pictures, you're going to have to uh, come upstairs a little bit later and have a look. But i want to draw your attention first to, to this one. I know that's awkward for you guys, but don't worry. I'm going to talk about that one in a bit. And then you've got prime position and vice versa. So talk a little bit about that one, the inspiration behind that painting. Are you going to give them a look? Or? Sorry, sorry. Oh, there. Oh, all right then. showing off. Just showing off. <laughs> Just showing off. Um, the inspiration behind this one is a Joshua 1, verse 3, which is, I will give you every place where you set your foot. And then from Proverbs 4, verse 18, the path of the righteous is like the morning, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. And essentially, this is. A, I wanted these pictures to not just be pretty and not just be pieces of art, but to prophetically speak to us about where we're going. Because um, we've got out of the room, we've come back, but we're not going back. But I wanted something in this environment to continue to speak to us about our intentionality, to continue to speak to us about where we're going as a community and taking territory is part of that in deuteronomy two two which the scripture is not there, but it 's from the message version and it was the original place from which God spoke to me about going north, which was then god said you 've been going round in circles in these hills long enough, go north and if you get a moment to look at this picture you 'll see the first part of it onto the to the um, uh, left of the, of the picture is the footprints are actually going round in circles and then the, uh, the yellow and the, the gold are steps that are going in the same direction and that's to speak to us about that we're a church that's emerging, we're breaking out, we aren't just going round in circles in a little space, not going anywhere, moving but not really progressing. We are a community that is emerging and, and flowing and flowing out. A church that's emerging and a church that's becoming. Right. How many of you know that we are not yet what we're going to be? Yeah. And, God, uh, and, I, and I wanted to speak to the possibilities of the future. The footprints to the right of the picture are moving, as I've said, in the same direction, which is to speak of unity, purpose, purpose. Synergy and direction. And that, that God, is, God is going to do something in us. So that as we emerge. We're carrying something to do with purpose and direction. And unity. And synergy. So that's, that's that one. And I, I literally walked it out. I'll talk a little bit about that. I put, I put a, an old pair of boots on. And I walked out that. And then. This one, this one is called Overflow. And this, the inspiration behind this were um, from uh, three scriptures. Overflow, uh, Romans 15 verse 13 says, May, may the God of hope yes. fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then in 2 Corinthians 4.15, it says, All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. And then 2 Corinthians 8 verse 2, In the midst of every severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. And this is to speak to us, about that as a community, we are meant to overflow with hope, yes. overflow with thanksgiving, and overflow with joy and generosity. The interesting thing about this picture is um, that usually when you do a piece of art, people will ask you to tell, the, tell you about it. You know, it's a, it's a good habit to get into when your kids bring you a picture that you don't say, what is it? It's like, well, oh, that's nice. What is it? Don't really. You're not supposed to say that. When your kids bring you a picture, you say, "Oh, tell me about it. Right. Talk to me about." Right. Uh, uh, because that you, your kid, to your kids, it'll be obvious. They'll, they'll think that you're going to get it because they get it. Sure. So you just get them to tell them tell you about it. But yeah. So the the, the the main question with this picture is not kind of what is it or what does it represent. The big question about this picture is how did you do it? And uh, which I found intriguing, um, that the people were more interested in the mechanics, at least the people who spoke to me were interested in the mechanics of how you got that result than, than the result itself. But for the sake of the question, it was turned the other way, and I poured the paint down. But that was, um, that was my uh, thinking. I'd already planned to have it turned as it is, because I wanted something that represented the fact that overflow doesn't always come from the direction you expect. That's the incredible thing. I, I, I don't know how it all works, but I know that somehow I can sow in that field, but reap in that field. Right, right, right. You know, we live, we, we live often in a world where we think, well, if I've sown there, if I scratch your back, you should, should scratch mine. But in the things of the kingdom, the reality is that sometimes I sow in your life, but I reap from somewhere that I haven't sown. Because God is overseeing the harvest of your life. Come on, somebody. God is overseeing the harvest of your life. So overflow doesn't always come from the direction that you expect. And secondly, as you pour out, you cannot determine the path of what is poured out. And it's one of the things that I love because as we poured ourselves out in so many ways, we literally poured ourselves out as a community to go out to KMC. There were stories that we, we could not possibly have known were about to come our way. But because we poured ourselves out, it determined its own route. The blessing determined its own route. And that's why. That's why I believe it's so important that we continue to position ourselves and posture ourselves for getting out the room because we've had an inkling, we've had a a glimpse of the possibilities of what the future can hold, that God has blessed us with some stories of people being saved and people being healed and people turning up, we don't even know how they found out we were there and yet they came along to be part of that time. Well, God's got a whole lot more stories waiting for us and that's why I believe That as we pour ourselves out, we're going to be absolutely blessed and amazed at the the path and the route those blessings take. So that's a little bit of insight into pieces of artwork that are on the wall. But I want to take, take it to another level and take a look beyond the art. Because... I I produce the art, but the art produced something in me. It's the amazing thing about doing a picture. Those of you, those, you know, those of you who have done art, you'll know what I'm talking about. That you start off telling the picture what to do, and then there comes a point where the picture starts telling you what to do, and it. It becomes all a little bit deep about who is the artist and who is the art and, and, and all that. But I want to I say this, that this, these, particularly this one, the biggest canvas I've ever worked on. I was so far out of my comfort zone, I can't even begin to say. I got this because I wanted to show you this. This is the biggest thing I've ever done in my life, this one. Up to, the, up to that point, this was the biggest thing that I've ever done in my life. This is called Grace Rushes In. It was done at a very difficult time in my life, but uh, that, this was the, the biggest thing I've ever done. And yet, I went to work on canvases that is like this. I didn't know what I was actually setting myself up for. Um, and what's interesting about that is that these called something out of me that that didn't. It called something that I didn't even really realize was there, right. but, 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 but the, the, the leap between that and that was huge. And I felt that, yeah. that, that the story behind the story is I believe that somehow God wants us to understand as a community that he's, he's getting us to take some steps that are not a comfortable next step. Yeah. How many of you know the difference between that and that is not a comfortable next step? It's you know it's uh, it was it was it was very big, and it was very public. I was not just going to paint a picture and it sit in a room somewhere. I knew it was going to go up on the wall, and I wanted to be I wanted to be pleased with what was going to go on the wall. So how many of you know I prayed? I really did pray, and I really did ask God to help me with that. So God was getting me to do something. That I've never done before. I believe that God is going to get us as a community. To do some things. That we've never done before. To not take a comfortable next step. But to take a huge step. That is going to take us out of our comfort zone. And it's certainly going to get us praying. And it's certainly going to get us believing. I want to also say that. These pieces. Speak about more of the leader I am than the leader I thought I should be. How many of you know that you can walk sometimes as the leader you think you should be rather than the leader that you are? I am an artist. I'm a creative. It's... Part of my nature, it's part of who I am. I didn't choose it, I didn't ask for it. It is just part, ever since I can remember, it's part of the way I've thought. It's, you know, it's, it, and like, on top of that, you know, uh, I've, I've, I've done, these, these are three paintings, I didn't use a brush on any of them. I, I wore a pair of shoes for that one, I used palette knives for that one. And and I poured paint out for that one. So not only am I an, not only am i an artist, I'm weird. <laughs> Which is, you know, my wife's not here to say amen. She's uh, she's <laughs> taking a day off, but she would be in agreement with that. So it's, but it it's talking about how can I how can I say. You know, you have an idea of, of what a leader, or what I, I had an idea. Let me say it that way. I had an idea of what a leader should be, and I leaned into that. But, and, and this, this side of me, this side of who I am, was something, it was like, it was in the box. It was in the cupboard, but I never used it. I, it was something that I did to relax. It was something that I did. It was just the, another part of me. And, it was, it, and yet, it was never something that I seriously thought about uh, using to, as, as, as a tool uh, to, to carve out a future. And, and I feel that, that God uh, challenged me that it's not about being who I think I should be, it's about being who, is, who He has made me. Right, come on because I am my, my most authentic as a leader when I work from the place that he has made me. Because I've operated at a level where, hey, a serious leader. I haven't got time for that. Wow. I'm busy. I'm busy leading. I haven't got time for stuff like this. I've got to get on. You know, the, there's, there's a world to be taken. There's there's kingdoms to be conquered. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'll be, I'll paint when I'm in heaven. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> but, but I realized that I was wrong and, and These paintings have appeared because I gave myself permission to be me. The question I want to ask you is what might appear if you gave yourself permission to be you? What might appear if you allowed what was in you to flow out? And that you didn't live a life that was just the life you think you should live or the life that other people expected you to live or the life that other people told you you should live. What if, what if you found a place that, that some of the things that, that, that God has placed within you and, 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 the, and the things that God has placed within you, you know, you may be doing this but you're passionate about that. You, 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 you may do that, but you get so excited whenever, and maybe you've never even engaged it. Maybe there's some passions in you that you've never even visited, but you just thought, you know what, if I ever have enough money, or if I ever get enough opportunity, or if I ever get enough time, I'd love to do that. I'd love to, I'd love to, and, and yet you're cracking on with your life, and you're doing this, and, and I'm just saying that, that maybe there's a place in this, there's a community where God is saying, give yourself permission. To reveal what God has put within you. I I don't know. I, I was just saying, you know, that if we gave ourselves permission as individuals to release what God has put in us, imagine the paintings, the songs, the music, the cakes, the gardens, the buildings, the films, the photographs. The dresses, the suits, the hairstyles, the new businesses, the career changes. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but I just know that if we gave ourselves permission that somehow there's something of our joy, there's something of our fulfillment, there's something of our destiny that is part of those things. And I think that we need to understand, you see, Sometimes I can hesitate in taking a moment to talk about pictures because it's the easy go-to place when you think about creativity and you think about art, obviously. I mean, that's just something that's in me. It's not the only thing. It's just one of the things, but it's something that's in me. And it's very easy uh, sometimes to let ourselves off the hook and say, well, you know what, that's all great for you, but that's not me. I mean, I don't, I'm not even really, you know, that's not my vibe, it's not my thing. You know, I'm not one of those creative types. Now, I, wanna, I just want to say that I challenge that. Yeah. Not that I'm in any way asking everybody to paint pictures. I'm not. All I'm saying is that we have... The nature of the creator, not a creator, the creator in us, the creator created you. And he put his nature in you. So if he put his nature in you, you are creative. You don't get to decide. You don't get to decide whether you are creative or not. It's not whether you are creative. It's how are you creative. You may not have discovered your how yet, but every single one of us in this room is creative. Turn to someone near you and say, You're creative. Now, turn to someone else and say what might be a little bit more difficult I'm creative. Creativity doesn't look just like a painting. God creates things and God creates moments. I couldn't help thinking as I wrote those words that how the fact that we deal with a God who creates moments, that, that God, you know, God, why did God choose to visit Moses in a burning bush? He didn't, he gave him a moment that affected the rest of his life. I mean, there are many examples of that, but there was something, that wasn't only about a burning bush, it was about something being burned into Moses' memory that he would never recover from, and he was going to need that in the challenges of the days ahead. I, I believe that God shows his heart through his creation. Now, I've talked to you about the hidden messages behind these pictures, the motive behind these pictures. But I believe that those godly messages are hidden in all kinds of creative things. I've told this story a, a few times before, and I suspect I'm going to tell it many day, many times in the future. But I heard a story a few weeks ago now about an 80-year-old woman... And this 80-year-old woman bakes bread. She bakes bread, and she bakes bread every Friday. And she, she does it consistently, week in, week out. And you know why? It's hard work. I mean, if, if, if any of you have ever baked bread, uh, and you know, uh, and she does it properly. You know, she's not got a, a, a bread maker. She does it herself by hand. She kneads out the dough. She, she, she uh, um, proves it. She does, she does the whole thing. And she, she, she gets up early and starts. And she bakes bread. And every Friday, people come round to her house to eat the bread she's baked. So they, they come. And, and now, not only have we got an old lady who's baking bread, but we've got family. We've got neighbors. We've got friends who are gathering Around her passion and her gift. She just loves to bake bread. Now that might not be your bag, but but we all have got something. And she she bakes bread. Now, around her passion and her gift, community is gathered. And consistently gather. And they, and now it's about the bread, but it's not about the bread. The bread is the magnet that, that draws people there, but then also they know they're going to meet so-and-so and they can chat about so-and-so. And, and suddenly it's so much more. But, but all she does is bake bread. And she fills that home with her passion and her love and the smell of baked bread. And community gathers to it. And I just, I mean, that, that, that story had a way greater impact on me than I can possibly explain to you. I was fascinated by it. I couldn't understand why it gripped me so much. But there are so many things, and I'll talk about it another day. But she was consistent. I mean, she did it every week. She operated out of her passion, out of her desire, so she didn't get tired and she didn't get fed up. And and, and people gathered to her gifting. Now, I want to say, because I think this is really key, the creative nature of God is in that. I don't even know whether she knows Jesus. But how many of you know that you don't have to know Jesus to be creative? The artist, the artistry of God works its way out through creation irrespective of whether people acknowledge God or not, it's still God. And that gifting works, works out through them. So I want to say that, that whether this woman knows God or not, for me, is almost secondary. I want to say that God set up that moment. That God bakes bread. That God, when God bakes bread, he doesn't just bake any bread. He bakes great bread. And he was baking it through her. And it was not just about the bread. It was about the moment of love and and affirmation and care and community that gathered to that gift. Now, I want to say that in a world uh, where there is so much need and and, and so many challenges, maybe baking bread isn't quite up there in the list of skills. But I want you to know that, that God bakes bread. And all she did was let out of her what God had put in her. And it had a powerful effect. Her story was baking bread. What's your story? What is it that you can do, that you love, that community will be drawn to? What is it that you can do? You know, I was saying, I I, I don't know. I don't know how it all works. But, you know, what is it? what, What about All you want to do is run a football team and you you get together a football team and you get a group of lads and you create community around around that And, and maybe what if one of those lads became a superstar or what if they didn't? What if it was more about the fact that one lad's life was saved through turning up to a football match that he played every week? What if one lad was saved from going off the rails because he turned up To play football. I I talked about Stephen and Barbara Thomas. In the first service they were here. You know they've got a community choir. They're not baking bread. But they're making music. They're making an opportunity to sing. And and they love to sing. And they gather people who love to sing. and, And they make music together. And they have community. And not only do they bless themselves. But they bless others. By what flows through them. It's a very powerful thing. God bakes bread. God works through gift. What is your passion? What is the, the thing that you, that you love? You know what? What is it? I, I don't know how it all works, but I know that, that suddenly opportunity opens to all. Maybe, maybe you could never ever see yourself on this platform, but you've got a passion for doing gardens. And you did somebody's garden, and, and that might minister to somebody, but it also might minister to a family, or it might minister to a community. It's like, what well, God, God does gardens. God bakes cakes. God goes and buys shopping. God, God walks dogs. God goes and sits with an old person. God goes and takes in a child. God... Foster's a child. You you know what I'm saying? God, God, it's what God has put in you. Give yourself permission. And then the final thing that I was thinking about. We've looked at beyond the art. And how these ended up on the wall. But I want, to, I want to take us to a moment in my front room where we're gathered as leaders and we've been talking about KMC and we've been talking about, and now we're talking about coming back. And, and my heart was, honestly, as I've said, I didn't want you to just walk in and, and see the same old room in the same old way. So I wanted some pictures on the wall. And I said in that moment, you know what? I'm just, the reality is I wanted to do something, but I'm not going to have time. I can't can't make that happen. And Rob Steele said, well, what if, what if we set up everything for you and you just came in and painted? And suddenly... Suddenly, what was impossible became possible. What what I said no to, I could now say yes to. It was an opportunity I turned down. But now I could say yes. And then Rob went to Adrian Davis and said to Adrian, Malcolm, we want we wanted to paint a picture. Can you get the stuff? So Adrian, in his busy life, organized the canvases and, 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 and the paint and the, and the brushes. And, and you know what? It was, it was a beautiful and powerful thing to, uh, and intimidating yeah. to walk in and see those huge canvases and all the brushes lined up and all the paints lined up. And, and just there, good to go. And, 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 and Colin, Guy's father, built the... The canvases, because they needed to be laid out and they needed to be stapled on the frames. And what I want to say to you is that they facilitated me. They set up a goal. They set up me for the goal. Now, I know that their names aren't necessarily going to come into play unless I told you about them. But I need you to understand the only reason these pictures are on the wall was because of Rob because of Adrian, and because of Colin. That is the only reason, well, maybe I did my bit as well. The point that I want to take is that it's too easy to look at the fact that I did the painting. The reality is, if, if it had been left to me, these paintings would have never made it on the wall. Which led me to my next thought. Of arm bearers and armor bearers. Arm bearers and armor bearers. And I was thinking about the. Fact that the Amalekites attacked the Israelites. You can find this. Account. In, in, in um, Exodus. Somewhere in the Bible. And. And. Moses is up on the hillside and he's got Joshua to go out and fight the Amalekites. And Joshua, sorry, uh, Moses is stood on the hillside. And, and the reality is that while ever he has his arms raised, Joshua is winning the battle in the valley. That's a great story, except that there came a moment where Moses could not physically hold his arms up any longer. And if he had been the only one on the hillside, then maybe we'd have had a different end to the story. But thankfully he wasn't, because along with Moses on the hillside was Aaron and her, And they noticed this thing that when Moses had his hands raised, Joshua was winning in the valley. And when his hands began to fall, Joshua wasn't winning in the valley. And they understood wait a minute, there's something that needs to happen here. And they got the rock and they shoved it under Moses' backside. And they held, took one arm each, and they held those arms up. And while those arms were raised, Joshua won the battle. And I wanna I want to talk for a moment about the facilitators. I want to talk about the arm bearers and the armor bearers. I want to talk to those people who noticed that Moses was tired. I want to talk to the people who had the sensitivity and understanding that this moment requires me to put a rock under this man. This moment requires me to take one of his arms and, the, and, and for the other guy to take the other arm because if, they, if we don't do that, yeah. then Joshua is not going to win. Yeah. And the reality is that those things can sometimes get lost. We 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 can misunderstand the importance or, or the validity of that, but I want us to understand something well, and I want us to understand something good today. When Joshua when Joshua won the battle, Joshua could not have won unless someone had had the sensitivity to get a rock and put it under Moses. Joshua could never have won unless Aaron and her had taken Moses' hand. Joshua could never have won unless Moses was faithful to stand in his spot and stand before God. And if someone hadn't, taken the rock, if someone hadn't held up Moses' hands, Joshua would never have won. And I just think that that is something that God wants us to understand as a community. That there is something that he is wanting to release amongst us. It's a spirit. It's an anointing. It is something that helps us to understand that I might not be fighting in the, ba- in the valley and I might not be standing before God with my hands raised. I tell you what I can do, I can be a rock shover. I know what I can do, I can be an arm bearer. I can stand alongside and I can hold up somebody's hand because then somebody is winning the battle. So that when Joshua comes out of the valley victorious, it isn't that Joshua has won. We won. We won. We won. And God wants us to understand that we win. When we do our part in the, on the weighing scales of God, It it is just as weighty to bear somebody's arm as it is to stand with your arms raised. It is just as weighty to put a rock under somebody as it is to be in the battle fighting. It is everybody doing their part. Everybody doing what God has asked them to do. And when we do, we win. Time's run out, but we think about Jonathan and, and his armor-bearer. And Jonathan said to his armor-bearer, Come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor-bearer said. Go ahead. I am with you, heart and soul. The armor bearer affirmed him, served him, protected him, fought with him, risked his life for him, and we don't even know his name. We don't even know his name. And I just, I'm believing for a community, I'm believing for people who will understand the value of this spirit, that, that I, maybe maybe I can sing, but maybe the greatest act I can do is support somebody else to sing the greatest song. Maybe, maybe the greatest thing I can do is to support somebody else to paint their great picture. Maybe Maybe the greatest thing I can do is help somebody else. I can lend my hand. I can lend a hand. What might happen if you lend a hand? What might happen if you lifted somebody's hands? What might happen if we got our minds off ourselves? And my ministry, and my calling, and my anointing, and me, and what I'm called to, and what I'm born to do. What if I got my mind off me? And what I was, what I think I'm supposed to do. And I lent a hand. I bore somebody's arm or I was an armor bearer. T.D. Jake said this. I love the quote. I wrote it down. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself through serving. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself through serving we get to hear Jonathan's story because a man who had a name but we don't know it put his everything on the line we don't know his name but God does God knows his name I wonder what it would be like to be amongst the community who was Not looking to make a name for themselves, but making, looking to create an opportunity to make His name great, to make His name famous, knowing that one day we're going to stand before our Father in heaven, and Jesus is going to say, hey, well done, thou good, unfaithful servant. I don't know, but I want you to know that I'm believing for it. I'm believing it is possible. I believe that God is calling us to be armor bearers and arm bearers and that we're going to see anointings released, released we're going to see giftings released it's not just about individuals. God is going to send us into communities, to armor-bear communities. We're going to, we're going to lay our lives down to see individuals in that community become great, to become more than they have imagined they could be, to do more than they have imagined they could do. We, we are, we're going to give canvases to people that they never even understand. I'm not talking about literal canvases, but you know, maybe it is a literal canvas. But we are going to give them canvases that they never even dreamed it was possible that they would paint on maybe we're going to maybe we're going to write tunes that they never dreamed they could dance to maybe we're going to maybe we're going to produce singers that are going to sing songs that will go i don't know i don't know what god is going to do with the anointing as it poured out because we cannot determine its path but all we know that something is going to be created that is beautiful beyond measure because it points not just to an individual, it points to The Creator, our Father in Heaven, who is great, who is wonderful, who is powerful beyond measure. Give yourself permission to be all you were born to be, in Jesus' name, Amen.